The Rams will beat the Browns on Sunday and be the seventh seed in the NFC by Monday. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor. Join the party, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know. Give us your score predictions and your biggest key to victory down below. My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been following LA Sports over decade covering LA sports for a decade Lakers for SI Dodgers nation 24 seven sports. Now the Rams for locked on. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre half and post game show host for the Rams flagship radio station ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, we got keys to victory matchups, facts and factors, injury reports. We're breaking down this entire Rams Browns, Week 13 matchup, but first, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, Travis, I think the biggest story heading into this game, one, Rams are as healthy as they've been for quite some time. You're going to miss Quinn Lake, who's been filling in there in the slot. Really nice job in the star role. But other than that, Stafford's on the men. Cooper Cup's been a full participant. Hopefully he's back to 100%. But on the other end, Mari Cooper's banged up. Miles Garrett is banged up. But the most important one is who is going to be starting at QB. Dorian Thompson Robinson, he exited the game. He's in concussion protocol. And if he can't go, which is looking likely right now, it's going to be Joe Flacco, a.k.a. Chris Taylor. He is going to be the Browns starting quarterback. I'd have that on my bingo card. I'd not expect to be facing Joe Flacco. Do you think maybe he can rekindle some of that uh, form that he had when they won a Super Bowl back uh, back in the day? No. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I think, look, it's kind of breaking their way, right? Think about what happened last night with the Cowboys and the Seahawks. The Seahawks probably should have won that game, right? It felt like, you know, DK Metcalf gets three touchdowns. The, the Cowboys had not lost a game at home all year. They hadn't been behind all year. And all of a sudden, Seahawks kind of have them on the run a little bit. And then they kind of spit the bit at the very end. If the Seahawks would have beat the Cowboys last night, the Rams' path to the playoffs gets a little bit more complicated. So that didn't happen. The Rams can still be in a playoff spot by the end of Sunday afternoon. So that's really good news. Combine that with what you were just talking about, DMAC, which is Joe Flacco is your court. Joe, that Joe Flacco, the, the, the Joe Flacco who couldn't beat out Zach Wilson in New York, that guy? is going to be the guy that's taking uh, snaps for the Browns. It's a huge advantage. And like you mentioned, that Miles Garrett playing with a, a an injury, Amari um, Cooper potentially playing with an injury. It it really is coming together in a meaningful way for the Rams. Now, there are no guarantees in this league. Everybody gets a check. Everybody plays. Uh, but if you were going to set this up, it would look a lot like this. I mean, let, let's be honest. Flacco's their fourth-string quarterback. 
We've seen fourth string quarterbacks before. That's not, that's not good. It, you know, it's not Deshaun Watson. It's not DTR. It's not PJ Walker. They had to go and get Joe Flacco out of wherever retirement home he was sitting in to put him into this game. And, and, and that's a huge advantage for the Rams. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think if you look at Joe Flacco, yes, at this stage of his career, he's not the guy who has caught fire during that postseason run, right? And wins the Super Bowl. But even ago. then, was that it was ten years ago. Ten years ago, the deck, man, time flies, right? And <laughs> the thing is though, I will say, just to kind of play a little devil's advocate here, you know, I follow my boy DTR very close to UCLA Bruin, right? He really had, was very inaccurate, right? And you look at that pass offense for the Browns, 190 yards, 4.5 yards per attempt, under 14 points in back-to-back games. And you look at the Joe Flacco who's rested and maybe he's able to give it a go and maybe he's able to really put this this Browns passing offense a little back on track with his veteran savvy. But look, the points that you make are all valid in the fact that, yeah, this is not the guy he was 10 years ago. And even then in the regular season, it's not like he was elite, right? I mean, it's not like he was someone that was one of the better quarterbacks in the game. And if you look at last 12 games, nine starts, one and eight in those games, and the one game they did win was actually a 14 point comeback with two minutes against the Browns against the Browns. Right. Okay. So what, what has kind of been one of the themes of the NFL season so far this year, it's been teams need backup quarterbacks, right? That more than ever before we're seeing backups play Kirk cousins goes down and all of a sudden Josh Dobbs becomes a hot commodity. The Rams had such a bad backup in Brett Rippon that they went out and signed Carson Wentz, who was on the street for a long period of time. We're seeing backups play in a lot of different spots and Joe Flacco was the last guy to move. I think that tells you something, right? That the Jets have gone to Tim Boyle. They've gone to all of these other guys. They let Zach Wilson basically burn their season down to the ground rather than go back to a guy that they're familiar with in Joe Flacco. I think that's meaningful. That doesn't mean he can't come in and and beat the Rams 14 to 13 or 13 to 10 or whatever it is. But if the Rams can find a way to score 20 points, 21 points, 24, 23, something like that, I really can't see Cleveland getting above 20. I, I think it's a huge opportunity for them. The The league is desperate for quarterbacks, and Joe Flacco wasn't on a team until December. That's, that's just, I mean, that tells you all you need to know about what the rest of the league thinks about Joe Flacco. Yeah, no, for there's no question about that. I mean, the, I don't think that Joe Flacco is going to win this game per se by lighting up this Rams defense, even though they're not one of the best defenses as far as value and as far as cash spent. They're just like $54 million in this defense in the offseason, and they're not the last in the league. They've overachieved. There's no doubt about that. But I do think that if he game manages and really the path to victory for this Browns team is can you run the football against this Rams defense consistently? Because you look at four last week 7.2 yards per carry hit some gashers 19 yard run against the Broncos you look at this Rams defense give 4.5 yards per carry to James Connors so that's how they're going to try to win this football game keep it on the ground game manage a little bit Amari Cooper Jinjoku the you look at the tight end position how they utilize that so really that's going to be the biggest key I'm not losing sleep over Joe Flacco I'll tell you that much right but I just think that kind of going into this 
every Rams game, I don't think you go in expecting to win. You yeah. hope to win. Hopefully everything breaks right. I think you're absolutely right. The key number right there is 20 plus points. If the Rams get 20 plus points against the best defense in the NFL, then you're feeling good about a victory. And then shout out to the Cowboys last night. The Rams strip broke the Seahawks this year. Literally yeah. the Rams are the reason why the Seahawks aren't going to be in the playoffs. By the way, in the comments down below, they call them the sea chickens. <laughs> I like, I've heard sea chickens. I like that. That's good. Yeah. I, I think that's a strong insult. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, I get it. I, I, I was reading Bill Barnwell was talking about all the NFC wildcard teams that, that have a shot and the Rams. And he brought up an interesting point. I really hadn't thought of it like this, but I, I thought it was interesting. The Rams have beaten the teams that they probably should have beaten. And they've lost to all the teams they probably should have lost to. Maybe the exception is, is the Pittsburgh Steelers in there, but They've they, they've been in all the games. So the, other than the Cowboys, really. So they've been competitive in every game. They're beating the teams that they're supposed to beat, or at least they're very close to the teams they're supposed to beat. Isn't that exactly what Cleveland is? Cleveland is a team that, I, I, and I agree with you, DMac. Not that you're going to take out a second mortgage and put it on the Rams this weekend, but it's breaking their way. And when the Rams have an opportunity for it to break their way, it usually does. So I'm not running to the window to place a bet on this one. But at the same time, I do think that this is something that they should have. I, I'm still a big believer in Sean McVay, in culture, and in, in, in making sure that guys are ready to play when they're ready to play. And this is the biggest game of their season. I think they're going to be ready to go on Sunday. Yeah, and if they win this game, dare I say they're getting hot at the right time, right? And you're winning three straight games. But what I've learned about following the sport my entire life is you never take no. another quarterback lightly no. unless they're Brett Rippon. Unless they're Brett Rippon, then you really have to respect them. Is Joe Flacco, he's going to be fresh. I still believe in this Rams team. I think, like you said, things are breaking right against them, and you just have to beat these teams. They're going with backup, third-string, fourth-string quarterbacks. Beat those teams with losing records. Thanks to the way that the Cowboys being the Seahawks or the Packers lose this week, the Rams are in a really, really good position, and they're really talking about logging on that seventh seed on Monday. So really feeling good about where this Rams team is, but we got key matchups. We got path to victory. We got show me something. Who needs to show us something this weekend? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel, right? Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So let me say that again, right? New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. $150 if your team wins. So, what does that mean? It means if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app, the FanDuel app, super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that includes spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Lines already moved for the Rams and the Browns this week. And it started at four and a half. We're down to three and a half, which means, you know, if you're a Rams fan, maybe there's a little bit more value in there right all of a sudden. The fact that the Rams are favored against anybody at this point of the season, they're getting hot, still under 500. We'll see what all that means. It's all there for you on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
And we're off running here on Lockdown Rams. Thank you for making Lockdown Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Lockdown Rams, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And also a special shout out to our everyday listeners out there. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode, and you can join that everyday listeners club too. Membership is 100% free and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, we got some keys to victory, a little show me something. And let's start with show me something. Cooper Cup, show me something. I mean, Cup has been very quiet last five games, hasn't had 50 yards receiving his last five, but he's going up against Greg Newsome, who is one of the weak links of their defense. If you had to point one out, he's allowed 333 yards in coverage, two TDs this season. And like you mentioned on the last show, as far as the catch totals going down, he had 266 yards and a touchdown, 15 catches his first two games back from the IR. Since then, 12 catches for 127 yards in his last five games. He has been a full participant in practice. I want to see the return of Super Cup against the Browns. I hope it still exists. I, I, I hope that it's still in there. I hope that it's just a, a function of circumstances and rather this is the new reality with Cooper cup. I hope it's the, a function of he's dealing with an injury. They're dealing with some other things going on on the offensive line or a commitment to the running game or whatever it may be. That is an extenuating factor for why he hasn't been going on. I think you can kind of chalk it up to that. If it were once, maybe if it were twice, but we're talking about five games in a row where Cooper cup really has not had an impact on a game. And like you said, at the top of the show, D Mac, and I agree with you, if, if are you healthy? Okay, cool. Then go play. If you're if you're if you're able to go out there and practice, and this is a week where he's had a complete week of practice, then let's see it. Let's see some of the fruit on that tree. And it's not that he's not a good player, but the standard that we've talked about before is that just something that we need to recalibrate, right? Like I'll use another, you know, I like to compare to other sports. There was a moment in my life where I expected Anthony Davis to be a great player. He's not, he's a very good player, right? And so once you decide that, ah, you know what, I'm going to stop waiting for him to give me A pluses and just be happy with Bs and B pluses and the occasional A, cool. Then you know what you're getting. Well, I still have that A plus mentality with Cooper Cup. Is that just an unrealistic expectation? And you need to go back into some sort of look. If he gives you some B's, if he gives you a five or a six catch day, that's a good day. That that streak where he had double digit catches and over a hundred yards, which felt like it lasted a couple yeah. of years. <laughs> really? That's just not how it goes. That's just not a, a, the, the realistic expectations. And I think we're going to get a better feel for it today because like you mentioned, good matchup, Matthew Stafford playing well, offensive line playing well, running game clicking, other receivers that are drawing some attention, a good matchup defensively for him. So if it doesn't happen on Sunday against the Browns, maybe we need to recalibrate. So you're saying that when the Lakers retire Anthony Davis's number, they should just hang some street clothes next to 24 <laughs> and eight, not even do a number. Now I'm just playing. I love me some AD. The talent's there. There's no doubt about it for sure. The brow, brow down, but <laughs> I, next, show me something, and this is probably a little bit of a shocker considering the game he just had, but Kyron Williams, yes. 143 yards on 16 carries, had yes. six catch for 61 yards, two TDs, won the NFC Player of the Week, but as you mentioned earlier in the week, that's against the Cardinals, right? This is against the vaunted Browns defense. The reason why we need to have him show me something is that's going to be a way to try to neutralize this ferocious front of the Browns led by Miles Garrett is short passes. You don't want to see long dropbacks. You want to see them get some yards on the ground. And this Browns defense is no joke. I mean, you look at this defense best in the business. They've allowed 320 fewer yards than any team in the NFL, 248 yards per game. This is stout D 
Kyron Williams need to continue this momentum. And maybe at the end of this game, if he has another big game, we're not talking about a top 15, 20 running back. We're talking about a top 5 to 10 running back. He has a chance to make a big statement and continue on the momentum that he built last week. He's had three really nice games this year. Three really nice games. Two of them are against the Arizona Cardinals. So let, 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 let's get it. Let's get another one on the board to your point, D-Max. So it's not just a, hey, the, the, the question mark gets erased. It's just to your point. Hey, is he good? No, he's good. He, he goes out there and he does it. And like you said, Miles Garrett's going to be over there. How, what version of Miles Garrett we get? I don't know. We'll see how healthy he is, but he's going to be there and he is a real problem. So I think one of the things that we've seen teams have success against Aaron Donald, the limited success that they've had is San Francisco. And what do they do in San Francisco with Aaron Donald? They get rid of the ball really quickly and they run right at him, right? They, they, they go at him and kind of make him wait for the run coming as opposed to just being able to move forward the entire time. Let's see if that's Sean McVay's plan. Let's see if he kind of uh, adopts a similar strategy. Let's run at Miles Garrett. Let's get the ball out of Matthew St uh, Stafford's hands quickly and try to make him play both ways uh, on defense, make him a, a pass rusher and a run defender. I think that can slow him down a little bit. It's Miles Garrett. He's going to have a day. He's always going to have a day. He's a great player. But let's make sure it's not one of those, hey, did, you're calling your buddies. Are you watching this? Are you watching what Miles Garrett's doing? Let's just make sure it's not one of those. Yeah, let's make sure he doesn't lock up the defensive player of the year against the Rams, right? He's definitely the front runner right now, but hopefully by the end of the day, it's not an absolute lock. And that's absolutely one of the biggest show me somethings. And it's Alaric Jackson. And they move Miles Garrett along the line. You look at what they do with it with Aaron Donald, right? He can impact the game by just getting double teamed and freeing up guys. But Miles Garrett is terrifying. I mean, the Browns have a 28.5% pressure rate. That's first in the NFL. Miles Garrett, 13 sacks. He's third in QB hits, has a 94.1 PFF grade. That's the best in the league. And this is the number one defense in the NFL. And he's a big reason why. And it's going to be a tough test for Alaric Jackson. I mean, you need to keep Matthew Stafford vertical, had his best pass rating of the season last week. Well, guess what? He was also sacked zero times in 33 dropbacks. So can you contain him? Can you just minimize the damage? You can't stop him, but can you minimize the damage? Well, I think that's it, right? That Matthew Stafford is going to have to protect himself. And, and what I mean is make sure that your protections are right. Make sure that you have the help where you need the help, that wherever Garrett is going, if it's against Jackson, let's make sure that we have a tight end on the right side. Let's make sure that the back is on the right side because you're not blocking him with Alark Jackson. You're not. You, you Nobody blocks him. And that's not a slight on Jackson. That's just a compliment to Miles Garrett being as good of a player as he is. So give him help. Give him whatever help he needs. Let's make sure that we're chipping him. Let's make sure that there's help on whatever side of the line that he may end up on on any given point. So let's make sure that you do everything because, look, I don't want to see Carson Wentz. I feel a little bit better knowing that he's over there as opposed to, to Rippon. But Matthew Stafford, we you know, we spent so much time talking about all this other stuff, talking about is Cup going to get going? Is Puka Nakua a great player? Is Kyron Williams going to have another great game? And that's all important. But if number nine is is on the sidelines with ice on his head or whatever else, it, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's going to come apart. So Miles Garrett can make that happen in an instant. So let's make sure that it doesn't. Yeah, whatever you have to do to stop him. You have to take out your helmet off and swing at him and pretend he's Mason Rudolph and, and that sort of thing. But no, but absolutely, that's going to be the biggest key. You're going to have your eyes on him the entire day. Now, on the other side of the football, I think you look at Kobe Turner. Can Kobe Turner build on the success he had? And can the Rams get pressure from someone not named number 99? I think that's going to be a big key in this one. 
Turner, two sack game. You're seeing the pressures go up. You're seeing him really start to figure things out at this level. And you're getting pressure up the middle against Flacco. That's going to be key because if you can be disruptive early on, this is first game back, and this is a Browns team that's 26 in the league in turnovers. They had three fumbles last week. Can you win the turnover margin? That's going to be big as well. Yeah, you know, the, the Flacco thing, I think I think that's that's it, right? That I, I know he's experienced. I know he's been in the league for a long time. But the fact of the matter is he hasn't played football in a while. And if you have to make him move his feet, if you make him have to make very quick decisions, I, I know like if we're if you're playing Joe Flacco four weeks from now, it's very different than if you're playing him this weekend because he might be able to find his sea legs to a certain point. But again, he's on the street for a reason. He's picked up late for a reason, but let's make it even more complicated. Make him move. Make him take a shot or two. Make him have to deal with some things that, you know, even experienced, young, healthy quarterbacks have to deal with. Make him deal with pressure over the football, and everything breaks down from there, and that's where Turner comes in. Yeah, that's really one of the more fascinating things about this game because pressure against him would go a long way. The Rams, they're seventh lowest in pressure, 19.7%. Last week, DTR, he gets sacked four times, seven QB hits. They made live hell for him. Can you find a way to get in the backfield, get home early? And I think that's going to be a big game changer. And yeah, like I said, turning over the football, they're 31st in the league in turning over the ball. The Rams, though, they had the third fewest takeaways in the league, right? So something's going to have to give with some of these numbers here to really put the game in the team's favor. But I still like where this Rams team is heading into this one. I like the matchups. I think another one I want to mention, though, before next segment, Kobe Durant filling in for Quinn Lake, who Kobe Durant still has the most snaps in the slot in the star role. Quinn Lake has really looked very good in his opportunities in that position. Almost feels like that's his spot moving forward. Durant, the way they use their tight ends, the way that Njoku could be a safety net for Joe Flacco, it's going to be a big game for him, and he's going to be tested. Yeah, look, this is, like you said, for all the reasons you said, D-Mac, this is an opportunity for the Rams' defense to take the ball away. You have a quarterback that hasn't played in a long time. You have a team that does turn the ball over a lot. You have some favorable matchups when you have these side of the balls going the way that it does. Let's. Th- th- this is an opportunity to do it, right? You mentioned it. They do not take the ball away very often. If you can't do it against this team, you probably just can't do it at all. And, and, and really, I think one takeaway could be the difference between between winning this game or not. If, if the Rams play clean, if Matthew Stafford doesn't throw a bunch of interceptions, you know, I'll always give the, the quarterback one, right? Because it's just, you know, especially this Rams team, he's going to take some chances. But if the Rams can limit their turnovers to one and get one on the other side, I think they're in good shape. 100%. Also, as we mentioned too, Elijah Moore, that's probably the one guy that Flacco has a little chemistry with, right? And yeah. he's going to be lined up in the slot though. So look for Kobe Durant. Have a big game, hopefully. I need to see one or two takeaways. I'm hoping this Rams defense makes life hell for Joe Flacco, and they put this Rams offense in a position where they don't have to score, like you said, 20 points to take this one. But coming up in our next segment, it's prediction time. What is the path to victory for the Rams? How they can get this dub? Will they win this game? Will they be in the playoffs come Monday? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. Have you put the Game Time app on your phone yet? If not, you're you're doing it all wrong, right? Here's what Game Time can do for you. Just takes the worry out of finding your tickets for your next big event, right? And I know we talk about sports here, but we like to go to other things, right? There's sports, there's music, there's comedy, there's theater. All of the events near you, Game Time can help you get killer last-minute deals 
all-in prices, views from your seats, and, of course, their best price guarantee. And game time, it just takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Here's what I, one of the things that I love about game time. It's the all-in pricing. You've probably used another platform. We all have, right? And you're like, oh, that's not so bad. And then by the time you go to checkout, it's like, that's not even close to what we were talking about, not with the game time app and not with their all-in pricing. See where you're sitting before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They got tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. That's not a bad way to do it sometimes. It is the place to find last-minute tickets on that game time app. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Here's how you do it. You download the game time app, you create an account and you use the code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. The code again is locked on NFL L O C K E D O N N F L for $20 off your first purchase terms apply, create that game time account, put the app on your phone, redeem the code locked on NFL for 20 bucks off and enjoy the game. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now, Travis here in our third segment, throwing out some predictions. I think I'm going to start with this one because when I think of football in Cleveland, I think of the Cleveland Rams, right? It's still a Rams town in Cleveland. Of course, the Rams were there 1937 to 1946. The Rams, the first major league team, the first team to go across the Mississippi, really led the way to the Giants and the Dodgers. This is a game that puts the Rams back in the playoffs. It's at home. Yes, there will be Browns fans there, but still, I think the Rams, the way they are, they're healthy. Matthew Stafford, 3-0 in his career versus Cleveland. I like where this team's at. I'm taking the Rams. I'm going to go with the final score. I'm going 20-26-17. Uh, oh, okay. That's that's a big number. They cover as well. Let me ask you something. I went on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show earlier this week and was talking with I those saw guys. that. Yeah, and they asked me what they what I thought the percentage of Browns fans in SoFi Stadium will be. What do you think it's going to be? So after talking to Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns yesterday, who said that there's a lot of Browns fans are going to be there, I'm going to say 45% maybe. Okay, let me just throw this at you and tell me if this changes your mind. I've been doing this for the Rams, uh, their, their pre and post, since they came back to Los Angeles, the eighth season that you mentioned uh, off the top of the show every day. I, I occasionally get touched up for tickets. Let me just tell everybody out there, I didn't, I never have them, but people don't know that, but they, so they still ask me. I've never had more people ask me for tickets than I have for this one against Cleveland. Really? Yes. Literally a couple of handfuls of, hey, I, I hate to ask, but is there any... Cleveland. So I, I think to I think we need to get ready for a lot. The dog pound's coming, man. I think there's going to be a lot of orange in SoFi Stadium. Now, that's not a big deal because I think the Rams have just become accustomed and, and resigned to the fact that that's going to happen a lot and probably for a very long time. It's just the reality of it. I don't like it, but I'm, I'm tired of fighting it. Um, I think it could be upwards of 65, 70%. I, I, I really I think it could be very, very uh, Cleveland centric. That being said, I think the Rams win because they have to. I, I think Sean McVay is, is really good at getting peaking at the right time of making sure that people are buttoned up when they need to be buttoned up and they have to win this game for all the reasons we've talked about all week. You're not beating Baltimore, probably not beating San Francisco. So if you want to get in with nine wins, this has to be on the ticket. I think everybody knows that. I think your score is a little high. 
I, I the, the, the Rams just don't score a lot of points unless they're playing the Arizona Cardinals. So if they're going to win this game, I think it's a low scoring game. I think it's a 21 to 17 game. And I think that if the Rams can get over 20, they win. Maybe there's a universe where 17 does the trick. But I think if you can get over 20, the Rams win this game. And if Green Bay loses to Kansas City, you and I are talking Monday morning about an NFC wildcard Rams team. Yeah, absolutely score a little on the high side. But the way I look at it is, yes, it was the Cardinals, but you built a really nice rhythm against that yes. team. Also, the Browns, if their defense is susceptible to something, it is a tight end. Higby, two TDs last week. That's definitely going to play a factor. Also, think last week, at 13 targets, 17 receptions for 45 yards for Puka, Nakua, and Cooper Cup. Expect a bigger game from them. Probably going to be a little less than that, but... So I want to give myself a little bit of a cushion because this is kind of the first game of the year where like I'm kind of watching with that that playoff nervousness, that kind of elimination game type nervousness. This is definitely again has a, a very big time implications for this Rams team, and I think they're going into it knowing that. Well, it's funny you say that. I hadn't really thought of it like that. This is the first game they've played in a couple of months where you're not quite sure what's going to happen and there are big stakes involved. They're going to pound Arizona because they always pound Arizona. The Seahawks games are always kind of weird because it's a division game and that's a pretty good matchup for them along the way. But even going back to Green Bay with Brett Reed, you're like, yeah, this probably isn't going to happen. The Steelers game, the Rams, it felt like they were spiraling. They'd lost a handful of games in a row already and it just was like, all right, are we getting ready for draft picks? Well, now you've fought your way all the way back into this and the opponent you have is good. The Cleveland Browns are good. They're, they're flawed for all the reasons we've talked about. But this is the first time where there are stakes and there are unknowns. And I'm interested to see how they look. I, I think they're going to be ready. I think they're going to play well. But this is really the first time since maybe the middle of October where you've looked at it and said, hey, I think they got a chance to X, Y, Z, and there are stakes on the table. Let's see what it looks like. Exactly. That's what makes this matchup so fascinating. Because at the end of the day, you're going up against the best defense. They got yeah. some big guys banged up, though. I think everything really points to a Rams victory. Keep Stafford healthy, man. Two sacks or less. Avoid the big disruptive sacks. And I think that they walk away with the dub. By the way, they're wearing the white uniforms this week. The crispiest, the best combination, in my opinion. Going with the, the white at home. You don't like the white at home? Really? No. Super Bowl. No. Okay, what's your favorite combo, Travis? I like the blue jerseys with the yellow pants. Yeah, that's my second. That's my yeah. second. The white's crispy, though. The, uh, Modern I, throwback. I, yeah, I know. I know. I feel I, like the all-bone last week looked really good. I'm, I actually like the all-bone. I like when they mix and match the bone with anything yeah. else. But when it's all-bone, I'm feeling it. But uh, that sounds like a good off-season topic. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, at Travis Rogers. Until next time, whose house is Locked On Rams' house?